Hello and welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, editor of My Grapevine magazine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. For those of you that are regular listeners of the HR Grapevine podcast, you may well have noticed that I just introduced myself slightly differently today as the editor of My Grapevine magazine. And my new colleague, Liam Souter, who is joining me on the podcast today, will be taking over the reins as online editor of the award-winning HR Grapevine. So welcome to the podcast, Liam. It's great to have you on today. Thanks very much, Sophie. I'm very excited for this. Before we get started with the topic of today's podcast, given that it's Liam's first time on the podcast and that he's recently joined HR Grapevine, I thought it would be a good opportunity for listeners to get to know him a bit better. So do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself, Liam? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So for the past five years or so, I've been a, a local reporter. So I've been working in local journalism for most of my professional career. But in the past decade or so, I've done various voluntary roles with other local newspapers and b2b websites and that sort of thing so yeah got quite a, a broad range of experience so that's just a little bit about liam's past experience but i thought it would also be interesting to find out some of the hr stories that have caught your eye and perhaps some of the stories that you've covered so far yeah certainly so i've covered quite a few things so far in the past couple of weeks including things like um, workplace miscarriage policies after an amazon worker suffered a miscarriage uh, we've been talking about how hr can help their staff avoid burnout and i suppose on one of the most recent fronts we've been talking a bit about how companies like bumble have been helping their employees uh, manage burnout yeah well that's definitely kind of a great bridge for us to talk about today's podcast so as Liam hinted towards there we're going to be talking about Bumble so earlier this week Bumble Inc unveiled a raft of updated employee benefits across Bumble and Badoo and this included among other things a work where you are policy rather than requiring workers to return to the office full time Another thing which was within these new measures was a minimum of six months paid leave following the birth, adoption or surrogacy of a child. And finally, unlimited paid time off for holiday. So the BBC was one of the outlets out there to have covered this news, saying that it's understood that the unlimited holiday is conditional on workers still being able to carry out their work and also providing that their manager approves this time off. The news of these benefits is something that was unveiled in a company LinkedIn post with Bumble Inc's president, Tarek Shawkat, saying it's becoming increasingly clear that the way that we work and the need to work has changed. Our new policies are a reflection of what really matters and how we can best support our teams in both their work and life. I know. And as I said, I only detailed a couple of the updated benefits here. But it was quite impressive to see how many different benefits they have introduced and refreshed to support their staff. And while this is something that definitely hit headlines this week and there was kind of a lot of noise and media attention around Bumble Inc.'s new updated employee benefits, it seems as if though is this isn't the first time that employers have unveiled perks of this sort before. So Liam, perhaps you can talk us through some of the other companies that have previously been known to offer staff unlimited paid time off. Absolutely. So 
up until now, I think a lot of people have seen unlimited paid leave as sort of this trendy preserve of Silicon Valley startups like Facebook, for example. But in recent years, there's been more and more big names that have started to implement their own similar policies. I suppose one of the biggest names that we all recognize is Netflix. Um, and they've actually had their no vacation policy in place since around 2010, before they were even streaming and they were still just sending out physical discs to people. And their policy allows workers to choose when and for how long they take time off. The Netflix CEO, Reed Hastings, revealed in his book, No Rules Rules, that this decision came after he realised that staff were most innovative and most productive after returning from holiday time off. And that's as reported from Inc.com recently. Another big brand that has a similar policy in place is Sony Electronics. And the company says that their policy is designed to allow their employees to recharge so that they can keep their creative ideas flowing and, again, keep innovating as best as possible. Sony actually says there's no need for them to have rigid controls around time off because it's a company made up of professionals and therefore they feel that they can trust their employees to manage their own schedules. That was a quote that was recently uploaded by Glassdoor. The file sharing platform Dropbox has actually earned a lot of praise from its employees for its flexible time off rules. The company says that its work-life balance is an important aspect of wellness. And according to a Glassdoor review from a current Dropbox employee, the unlimited paid vacation policy is amazing and the company trusts employees to be reasonable and responsible, which is really empowering. So there's clearly a growing feeling from companies that offering workers an unlimited amount of paid holidays is really good for well-being. It's really positive to know that if you need that extra week off or so to recharge and avoid burnout or just to take a dream trip, it can be really beneficial for the workforce. And I think it's also good that companies are showing their employees that they trust them to make the right decisions and, you know, be a team player and not take so much time off that it's going to be a detriment to their colleagues' workloads. There's definitely a range of different companies that you've mentioned there. Of course, you know, some are more recent than others with the implementation of these policies. And I think definitely Bumble, as that's the topic of today's podcast, the new range of perks certainly sounds extremely attractive in nature. But I think like with anything, and this is what we tend to do on this podcast, is determining how something like offering unpaid time off, for example, could actually benefit not just the people agenda, but also help HR with some of the things that it traditionally is responsible for looking after. So things like well-being and productivity and so on. I think one of the first things to touch upon is well-being. Of course, as I said, that's one of the core areas that HR looks after. And of course, something that has been a big priority for HR amid the coronavirus crisis when people have been suffering from things like stress and burnout. So I suppose giving employees the ability to choose how much time they need away from the office or from professional duties and not having that capped at a certain limit could help to promote and support good well-being. Secondly, staff happiness and productivity is another point to consider within this. Previous statistics from Oxford University's Sade Business School found that happy workers are 13% more productive. So, of course, it could have follow-on benefits for the business as a whole. And actually, some separate data by America's International Foundation of Employee Benefits Plans looked into the effect that taking annual leave can have on both well-being and productivity. 
And it did find that staff who take their annual leave are 40% more productive, less irritable, less forgetful and less easily fatigued when compared to those who don't take annual leave. And I think while that stat is based on uh, US data, I think it really does illustrate the point about how taking annual leave can really benefit productivity and well-being. A final point I wanted to raise is around attracting and retaining talent and the impact that work perks of this nature could have on HR's ability to get in and preserve existing talent. Previous data from Ebri found that 78% of employees cited work perks as a really important part of their decision-making process when taking on a new role. In addition to this, a Willis Towers Watson study found that 75% of employees are more likely to stay with their employer if their benefits package is good. So in the instance of Bumble, they have updated their benefits package with a view to support their teams with both work and life. And I imagine this is something that will be extremely attractive to both existing and respective talent. So I've kind of just pointed towards some stats and figures that may demonstrate how an initiative like this could be beneficial to the HR agenda. But I think on the flip side, there are also things for employers and HR to consider regarding whether this is something that employees will actually take up. So Liam, I think you've got a bit more on this. Yeah, so there are actually some companies that have found that offering unlimited time off to their employees is a bit more of a HR headache than they'd first anticipated. There are concerns within some companies about workloads being managed and some staff have reported feeling anxious about how they'll be viewed by their bosses if they take more time off than other employees, for example. You know, even though they're perfectly entitled to take that time off. A good example is of Charlie HR, which is a London based HR software company. They had an unlimited holiday time off policy in place, but they scrapped it this June after having it in place for three years. And um, in a recent blog post on their website, the company's co-founder and CEO, Ben Gately, he revealed that some workers were actually taking off less time under the new policy. For example, he said that some staff were only using around 21 to 22 days of annual leave per year. In comparison, their previous holiday allowance had been 25 days. So as I've said, they were actually seeing quite a reduction in the amount of time off being taken. And then Namely, which is a human resources provider, conducted a study for Insider.com in 2017. And they found that people who had access to unlimited personal time off were taking an average of 13 days holiday per year, which is actually two days less than the average for people who have traditional structured uh, leave policies in place. And then another poll from Insider.com found that 29% of workers in America who had access to unlimited pay leave were still logging into work during vacation time. And to go back to the blog post that Charlie HR put online, they said that because staff now had so much choice around holidays and so many options of how long to take off, that's why they weren't taking as much. So perhaps there's the element of decision fatigue at play here. And as I said before as well, there's also that anxiety from some staff who are worrying that there might be some sort of secret limit in place that bosses are actually monitoring, you know, and whether they could be viewed as less committed if they're taking more annual leave than some other employees. And of course, another important point about all this is that unlimited leave isn't really true. You know, you can't expect a company to function properly if it's truly unlimited time off. You know, if people are taking months off work and still getting paid, then workloads and schedules and finances are just going to crumble. So it becomes much more personal then when an employee's leave request is turned down if there is an unlimited policy in place. 
you know, and there's the worry that this could result in a, a breakdown of rapport between HR and workers. If, for example, it's implied that their judgment isn't being trusted when it comes to, you know, choosing when and how long they take their unlimited leave. Thanks, Liam. So we've kind of laid out the potential positives and also considerations for the people function, which I think leads us on to the final point of actually, should all employers be following in the footsteps of Bumble and offering unlimited paid time off? Well, before the podcast, I wanted to speak to an expert to find out their views on this. So I spoke to Elena Cooper, who is a consultant employment lawyer at Gerson Solicitors, to find out more on this very subject. And she said to me that it's increasingly becoming common on this side of the pond after being rolled out by the Silicon Valley tech firms a few years back. And while she does admit that it sounds like an attractive idea, she said that in reality it is different. And she told me, UK employers must still give 28 days in total to employees to comply with working time regulations and then unlimited time off thereafter. The practical considerations are huge. Who can take the time? Who covers the work? How do you deal with performance issues, resentment among colleagues, which are just some examples that she reeled off. She went on to say, however, research has shown that employees granted unlimited PTO are actually less happy than those with a fixed annual leave allowance. It becomes less valuable to them. They don't know how much time to take and they fear colleague resentment and career impact. The legal expert went on to say that they don't support this and they don't actually believe that it is a strong recruitment tool. Elena said that it's much better to provide an employee with, for example, an extra five days off as a bonus for exemplary performance. She said that then the employee can really enjoy their leave and it's the precedent of rewarding success. So I think that's definitely some really interesting comments and food for thought from Elena there. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. Thank you.